Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! 9.1's coming! I'm Slide Whistle! I am Immunization! And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag! And I could tell you, even before they announced it today, that it was coming because of two factors. One. What are these factors? Smellular. Stop playing the game. And two. Just today, mere hours before the announcement, I got on Wigglestein and said, let me give him some love. Oh my god. You know those Blizz devs are like, no, we cannot have this happen. They're like, we, we thought we had a little bit more time on our hands. But then as soon as we <laughs> saw Aaron log in to Wigglestein, they, like, basically it was office-wide panic. Alarms were going off. They're like, we need to make an announcement now. I'm so sad. I boosted his eye level by like 15 levels. And then here they go. I mean, I guess we still have time before it happens. But it's a foregone conclusion. It's a race against time to see if he can make eye level 200 before he's forgotten for months if you keep playing on them they're gonna actually push the week back so it's gonna come a lot sooner if you keep playing so keep it up yeah at this rate it might be 9.1 tomorrow i refuse to sleep i refuse to do anything i'm just gonna power level on wiggles team so they're like fuck fuck make it yesterday i was gonna say i felt like this is a pretty out of the blue announcement but that's only because i feel like we've been waiting for so long that any announcement would have felt out of the blue i'm pretty sure yeah and i feel like a lot, a lot of people were just saying like oh it's gonna be august oh it's gonna be september even oh it'll never come and i was just like you know i feel like they've definitely done this in the past where it's like they give us two weeks notice and that is it now i don't mean to once again bring them up do you think World of Warcraft getting surpassed by Final Fantasy XIV, sort of, they were like, oh, shit, we gotta do something here, we gotta get them back. So I saw that tweet going around, but I was also like, where are they getting this information, really? Like, WoW doesn't even release their numbers, do they? It's literally just people guessing because they see all their friends playing a different game, and I guess for some reason people who play World of Warcraft are only allowed to play World of Warcraft. It's what it seems like people are seeming, thinking for some reason, which is kind of stupid. Everyone's like, oh, my favorite streamer is playing Final Fantasy now. And it's like, okay, but like, literally there's nothing to do in WoW right now. Like, what do you want them to do? Well, there's a lot to do in WoW, but for a lot of people, they don't think so. <laughs> it's true. People always gate themselves at what they think their content is, which is funny because like Final Fantasy is kind of like, it's the same-ish. Like, they don't have a long patch cycle right now, but... Once they do their in-game content, then usually people just wait around for other stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I joked once that I can, like, not that I do, but, like, I can follow a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen type pages because it's really just the same struggles that we're in. We just don't hear about it as much because a lot of the player base is, like, on the other side of the world. I mean, they just got Bunny Boys. We don't have Bunny Boys. Wait, which... th- they finally opened it up for Bunny Boys? Yeah, but they, they literally just look like they took human models and stuck Playboy Bunny ears that's on them. That's 90% like, of the Final Fantasy models. That's what I'm saying. Who cares about that game? We're not a Final Fantasy podcast. This is fucking huge, baby. Also, Keystone Master? Uh, oh, man. People gotta get that shit in quick. Yeah, and this is, like, at least we have another fortified week for people to try to get all of their 15s done. But it is crunch time. 
We had somebody crunch, crunch, crunch. in the guild who was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to get it at this rate. And I'm like, bro, you didn't even start yet. Where have you been? We've been running keys for a while. Like, get in on this. It's like, you you had the longest opening patch, like, in the history of WoW to get this. You had, like, literally seven months to get this. So. Yeah, I was talking, I was listening to an old episode today, and it was, like, 30 episodes ago. And I was like, I think I've done everything I need to do on Growlina. I was like, damn, we've really been without content for that long <laughs> that's so good was it really 30 episodes ago that you said that it was hold on i think it's still on my phone it was it was episode 103 castle nathstria a stinky situation and in it i was like yeah i really think i've done everything i need to do on growlina which so yeah that was 26 now 27 episodes ago that's, so that's half a year ago. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, but the glory, the glory is alts. People don't, I don't know if people don't play alts, which is like, just pick a, do try something new. And for the first time in a while, I'm running into another patch with the same character I was with in the previous patch. That's bizarre. Yeah. I'm not switching off. In that door. episode 103, I was like, <laughs> wild seed's never going to last another month. And you agreed, but here she is. Yeah, more than just a month, but this is your first alt that, I mean, your first main that you are going to have for more than one raid tier, right? Yeah, I think in reality I'm doing it because I don't have the Covenant campaign completed on any of the people. I guess my Demon Hunter does have it completed, but I don't have all the building shit. In fact, I still don't have a, a tier 5 Queen's Conservatory. I'm always short that like 5,000 animal and I just haven't cared to grind for it. So I think it's going to be my last push I'm going to get is all that animal, I guess. Yeah. So like this, this announcement kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. And now I'm like, I'm partially like, oh my God, what else do I have to get done before this, uh, this patch comes out? And I'm like, well, I don't know why I'm feeling this way now. I think I actually have done all of my big things I needed to do before the end of the patch. It just feels sudden. I'm like, oh my God. Do we know anything about consumables changing? I don't think we've seen anything about are there going to be new runes? Are there going to be new feasts? Anything? Is it all the same? I'm like fairly certain that's all the same, yeah. I should have stockpiled. I debated like buying a fuck ton of stuff because the prices are going to be crazy again. I wonder if it's still too late to stockpile. Probably, right? I mean, you can always go out there and uh, grind out whatever mats you need to, I guess. Mm, I don't know if I like that, Squidward. I don't know. It's just what you said. I was thinking about just buying the stuff, <laughs> just buying it from the auction house, like like buying it before it becomes expensive. Hmm, I see. Speaking of seeing things, what I see on the horizon is this time warp I've wanted to do for a while. Whoa, 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 whoopsie. Wow. So this one's, oh. one's going to be a little esoteric, as is the Aaron speciality, but I'm going to give you 40 seconds and I want you two to name as many World of Warcraft pets. And I'm not talking about all of the pets you can own. I mean canonical pets that NPCs own. Canonical pets that NPCs own. Named ones. Or a description if you don't know the name. Oh, okay. I think I understand now. Okay. And begin. Misha. Ah, I was going to say that. Uh, pet. Uh, Rexar's bird. He's a bird. Big claw. Big bird. Um. Oh, Wigglestein has Mama Steen. 
uh, Metalloid has uh, Boron. So, I think he said NPCs, though. So. Um, fuck. What's his pets? Uh, Shadow Thrall has those annoying boars in the Nightlotha stuff. Nathanos, all like of old, had his two like undead like dogs. Um, Talia Sylvanas has Nathanos. Talia has uh, the hippogriff well, thing. I uh, think that's called something heart. <laughs> I did. Anduin has Raffian. Uh, that is time, and I did say that descriptions were allowed. So immune squeaks it out with a two to one lead with. He he did say Misha, which was the only name thrown down, and then he did say Nathanos's two dogs. And excuse me, I said Nathanos. Well, I mean, is it even fair to say that he is Sylvanas's pet? He's sort of like Sylvanas's, I don't like toy, like just <laughs> just a. I would say he's not even a living creature to her. He is like an inanimate object. Yeah, I mean, I also said Talia's a uh, bird. You I did, don't know if that you did. That time, was though. that was after the time in here, but you did start saying you started referencing Gale Hart. Oh, I even got half the name. She had a bird. I don't remember this bird. It she is. Named it, it? Yes. She, not only did she have that bird, and you hung out with it a bunch of times. It is the bird that is in Boralis. It is probably the one that you used a number of times. Yeah, the, oh. the actual flight path there. I, I guess I missed that somehow. <laughs> I was really hoping someone was going to pull up Mr. Bigglesworth, but I guess he remains in obscurity. Do I get points for Mama Steen? Wasn't that one great? Oh, that was that was a real hoot and a half, but no, you lose. <laughs> oh, man. I guess I'm going to take a shot. Fun fact about that one, I knew two and <laughs> forgot to look up any other one, so I said, we'll see what they say. What were the two that you had? I just, I just knew Galehart, or at three, sorry. I knew Galehart, Invincible, and Mr. Bigglesworth. Invincible, duh. All right, well, I did it. Are you proud of me, Dad? Sure, son. No, son. Oh, wow, my parents are really <laughs> arguing today, I guess. Give me mixed messages. Speaking of mixed messages, earlier this week, we sadly had to hold a memorial service in memorum of the poor flops. R.I.P. He is may, no longer with may us. May he be missed. I often think of his tiny webbed feet in times of darkness. He will be missed. For those who are confused, Flops is the name of my Murloc son, who I still had. Because March of the Murlocs, the macro holiday, if you stay in that area and don't leave it, you keep your Murloc with you. But only in that small area, the Borean Tundra. And I said... It's time. I need to level my mage and to get him out of there. Flops must go on his own and be fine. And alive, he can fend for himself. He's a well-trained boy. No, he's no longer with us. He has long since passed from the plains of Azeroth. I am very sorry, Slide Whistle. Well, unfortunately for all the haters out there, Flops is still fucking alive because if you level through dungeons and you complete the dungeon and leave the instance, your, your pet is still with you in the Borean Tundra. So Flops has been by my side, cheering me on through every dungeon, and I'm almost level 60. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> now, is he oh in the dungeon? Or no. he just waits for you back at home? He just waits for me. So when I come back, he's just like spawns next to me and starts running up to me. He's like, Dad, where'd you go? 
I don't know what's going to happen when I hit 60. I guess I'm just going to not have to do any raids. or I guess I'm only doing dungeons from now on. So that's it. That's my life what, now. Wait, what if when you hit 60, you come back from that dungeon, and he is like a King Mergle Mergle-sized murloc? He's like, finally, I've matured. Thank you, Father, for never giving up on me. I'm hoping that I come back and he's like, he's kingly, but also like ripped as fuck. You know, just his sweet muscles and big veiny thighs. Just fucking thighs. ripped as shit, just hot as fuck. Just flexing like, Dad, I never knew you looked like that. Blizzard Whoa, flops. God, you sound like Vince McMahon getting horny over a murloc. Oh, oh. Blizzard should make muscly flops a character at the next March of the Murloc. That's all I'm saying. Muscly flops for the next alliance, a playable, lockable race. You know, like let's go. It's really unfortunate that Muscly flops is my son because I can never make him sexiest NPC of the week. That'd be highly inappropriate. We can. You can just excuse yourself. It's like if we ever decide to name Velen, like I'll have to excuse myself because I'm not going to talk about my father that way. I don't know. You can have a hot dad. I know, but like I don't feel like it's right for me to say that about him. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> doing step felon <laughs> so that's like in reference to the dead one from draenor oh what are you dying i am dead i have become a big puzzle piece so we we fucking got some changes to mythic dungeons that are gonna be well fucking welcome let me tell you yeah two really annoying affixes are being nerfed um and i'm talking storming and necrotic both are going to be nerfed come 9.1 i feel like store the storming one is is big for basically all melee right <laughs> it's gonna be fucking wonderful our mythic plus comp has literally been three melee people and i guess a feral drew balance affinity i'm like half melee because i have quite a range on me but it's still fucking annoying having to deal with those fucking tornadoes. And the nerfs are huge, huge. So uh, let me know if I miss anything. But basically, they will always seemingly go clockwise when they spawn. Less of them will spawn. And if it hits someone, then it will disappear. I don't know if less of them spawn, but basically everything else. Yeah, they're, they're slower. They have clockwise. Oh, their damage was nerfed. I missed that. It does uh, 12% of your health instead of 15% of your health. Ooh. But the, the part where they despawn after being hit is so good. Because I swear to God, the same tornado would come back and hit me like multiple times. Like, yeah, bitch, I'm fucking coming back. Nuh-uh. We soaking them now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Get your biggest, beefiest boy to just go run face first into him. Yeah, we could just make a pallet and bubble and run through all of them, right? Like, get the fuck out of here. I suppose so. If you think that that's a correct way to use uh, bubble, it would work. Or turtle for uh, hunters, yeah. It's probably a waste of using it, but, you know, there are some maps or some parts of the dungeon when it's so small and narrow that those fucking, like Theater of Pain, those fucking tornadoes are horrible and like, they're a fucking deal breaker if you get bad spawns. Oh, yeah, like when you're on those platforms with those tornadoes and then also the big uh, tornadoes that come out of the ads. Just too many tornadoes, boys. What do you think we live in the Windy City or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm moving to Canton. Well, you know, I hear that's the real estate capital of the world. Yeah, you know, they got a lot of good 33rd safest city in what, like the nation? Real estate market's really popping out here. I wonder what oh the safety <laughs> rating on like BFE Wyoming is. 
Bob's gonna move to Florida, by the way. She's, she's Wait, gonna move to Florida. Really? Yeah, she called me and she was like, "This doctor that she loves working for is, is moving to Florida." And he said, "Maria, will you come with me?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "I'll give you a nice job." And she's like, "Oh, maybe." But she's the area she's moving to has like a horrible crime rate, like horrible. Like people get punched in the face there, like on a regular by walking in the streets. Is that is that a distinctly tracked crime statistic? Like, we have murder rates, we have assault rates, and we have bops in the face rates. Basically, I think it's Fort Lauderdale, I think is what she said. Which oh, is... yeah, that's, like, people hang out behind the KFC and sell you drugs there. I mean. Yeah, and we all know that, like, Fort Lauderdale, Florida has the highest number of face hits per capita. But so she was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And then she called me last week and she was like, I think I'm going to do it. And I'm like, okay, mom, but you know what you're doing. If anything, she's going to be the one adding to the face punch count. She's going to be punching everybody in the face. (laughs) Maria, but you know what? She will expand our Florida listenership. We'll go from one to two. Hell yeah. But we also have a necrotic nerf, which also seems great. Tell us about it. Trash mobs will now apply necrotic stacks half as often, applying necrotic wound on every other melee swing that connects. So instead of every hit, it's every other. Baller! It basically makes it, like, half as hard to deal with. Did I say that right? Yes, half as hard to deal with. Yes, correct. (laughs) I don't know why that's the way it came out. So that's fantastic. Hopefully people have to kite less, because that's a big thing right now, that the best the best tanks are the ones that can run away the fastest, which is not what a tank's supposed to do. It's so stupid. Yeah, but it's kind of the corner that they put themselves in with these affixes. Then we got some more trash tuning. One of our favorite dungeons, Sanguine Depths, has had its trash changed. Thank God. Oh, boy. What uh, so it says that these Sanguine Depths changes reduce the impact of a Mist Kick slash Curse Dispel on the Remnant of Fury. <gasps> oh, is that that fucking ad that spawns in the hallway, boss? Oh my god, it is. So, I hate that guy. That stupid man in the hallway. And he has, he has he spawns that little red Kool-Aid man that you gotta beat up, but not the big Kool-Aid man, the little Kool-Aid man. This thing fucks you up completely. If you don't kill it fast enough or if you don't CC it or mean like uh, interrupt it. So that's great. The damage has been re- reduced on all of his abilities basically. And they also, I don't know what a chamber sentinel is. Is that a gargoyle? Yes, the gargoyle had another nerf, which the gargoyle has been a joke ever since they made that nerf to its little hallway uh, swirly. So that's fine. Yeah, I feel like they've nerfed that guy like four times already. But then they actually buffed Halls of Atonement, which is, I think, the easiest dungeon. Oh, by far, and I don't do a lot of mythics, but even going through it on normal, I'm like, this is, by and large, the easiest dungeon. Yeah, it's so smooth, usually. Um, I guess, so the Shard of Halkius is that big diamond dude to, like, walk around, and you could outrange his, like, thrash, which we didn't know until it was way too late. But I guess the range has been increased on him, so you can't outrange it anymore, but they nerfed the damage as well. So, for groups that were outranging the spell, you'll still take more damage than before, but now it's a 60-yard range. You ain't you ain't outranging that shit. Yeah, I can outrange it. I just won't heal anyone. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. And then they buffed someone's Wicked Bolt. Whatever. It does three more damage. I don't know. That's some... Who cares? Who cares? We got Sanguine Depths. That's all I care about. Ladies! 
And by that, we mean it's time for DNR Book Club. Ooh. We back, baby. We're back. You couldn't cancel us. Oh, don't say that. I'm sure somebody can find some way to do that. Oh, yeah. We have 130 episodes of, like, over 130 hours of content. Surely there's something cancelable in there. Okay, so what is the story actually called? The, the, it's Lady in the it Blue is, Moon. N- no, ma'am. It is The Embrace, and it is written by the one, the only, Christine Golden herself. So this one is about the moons of Azeroth, and I'm just going to start off by saying, like, it was a little boring. I'm not going to lie. It's a real Sorry, snoozer. <laughs> but you know what it was? was because it feels like a, air quotes, real story. Like, I've heard this about the moon and the stars in real world, but there wasn't enough, like, fantasy elements in it for me to be like, oh, this is distinctly Warcraft. It just makes me feel like I'm hearing an old folktale I heard in, like, third grade. Yeah, it literally felt like a legitimate fairy tale, which, Chrissy, you did it. Good job. But by by you doing it, you also yeah, you, bored you, me because those stories bored me. You made it so broad that I feel like it should not have been in World of Warcraft fantasies and folktales. Yeah, so basically it's a story about how like the moon and the sun interact and about how the big white moon's job, you know, to, like cross the astral plane during the nighttime and watch over all of Azeroth and... I don't know, she seems really moody and sad and lonely and decided to just, because she was sad, leave for a while, and then the world went into chaos. No, sir. She had a baby. Yeah, her whole thing was she looked at the people where she asked the star, she was like, haven't you looked at the people? They have families. I don't have family. What about son? And they're like, son's an asshole. He doesn't need family. And she's like, I want family. So she made baby blue moon. I thought she also was moody before she even had the baby and no, was causing trouble. No, she, she was content for a little while. And then when she looked at the people of Azeroth, like the proto-people, she was like, they have family. Why I know have family. And that's why she made Baby Moon. And, like, it kind of didn't really explain why or how this happened. She just kind of willed herself to have a baby child. What, do you, do you want a, a heavenly father to create it out of Yeah, out did, of did you want a couple paragraphs where the, the sun comes over and grabs her some white claws and see what happens? <laughs> hey, dude, yeah. check out these rays. It might be a little more interesting. Maybe, like, you know, a, a solar eclipse would actually just them be them fucking. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to... I'm about to clap them cheeks. <laughs> I'm about to block out the sun with this fine ass. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she got real mad, and she's like, "Cause her baby went missing. Cause what is? Oh, her oh, baby yeah, was like yeah. questioning her, everything. Right? Yeah, baby moon was like, "Yo, I want to do something more than just hang out with you, mom." And she goes, "Why?" And then one day she wakes up to go do moon stuff, and baby moon is gone, and she was like, "I am so pissed." I am going to just exist forever. I'm never going to go away. I'm going to be so bright that the people of Azeroth are just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to be all up in their face. I'm going to be brighter than the motherfucking sun. I'm just going to be all up in their grills and burn the crops with my moon rays. She's fucking intense. She's not joking around. And then... Where the fuck did baby go? She just left. And... Big Moon was like, I'm so fucking mad. I'm just going to keep shining. But then she looks down on one Azerothian who is like, Dear Moon, 
stop. And she goes, you know what? That's fair. I do got to stop. Yeah, well, a little more. So it was a mother of as in like a mother of a child in Azeroth who was like, like, please, Moon, stop. I have a child I need to take care of. I'm like, we're dying because of you. She was like, I guess I'll stop if I'm hurting other moms. And the baby came back. Yeah, baby came and, back. <laughs> and, and she said, you can blame it all on me. <laughs> no, she came back and she was like, I mean, not like matured, like taller, but she was like, I have learned more about the world. What? I will yeah. never tell you. But here's the sitch, mom. Let's go back to our little shtick. You do your coming up at night thing. Sometimes I'll be gone, but then sometimes I'll come back. Yeah, so basically I think like the moral of the story is that this is supposed to be a folklore about why, I guess at some point during WoW, there was the blue moon, then it went away at some point. So I don't know if like this is just them trying to make folklore out of the fact that like they decided to no longer have a second moon. <laughs> This this one feels the most. It is not fantasy. It is the most like old world. Like here is a natural occurrence in our world. This is the reason why. And like I said, not that we have two moons, but like sometimes celestial bodies move in the real world. So like tribalist cultures have this exact story in real life. So I was just like, you couldn't even put like a troll in there. <laughs> To make it, was, it wow themed. It was also weird because it was similar to the Anchi and uh, whatever the son's name is of the Torin mm-hmm. folklore, kind of. Um, which, so, which which makes sense because I mean it's it's two cultures, even though this one is non like it's not stuck to a specific culture, but it's two groups looking at the same phenomenon and being like, "This is why." So, do we think that these that these bodies, the white lady and the blue child, are they anything that exists? Like, is this like a loon and something? Because the the, the drawing of the two, their their ears are very night elvish, but that's about all that looks like night elves on them. I feel like. If I had to say right now, I think it's just a story about why the moons are the way they are. Just like the people of Azeroth telling the story, just as folklore. I don't think it really means. I don't. I think it would be reading too much into it to say that like this is a loon, or like even if the blue child is a loon, and that's why she like went away and she's been doing whatever around the universe. Although that would fit in with some of the other things that we know, especially because oh, we know that a loon has followers on Azeroth and on foreign planets where like the gay deer are from, and and they also gave the story to Christy Golden, who is their lore yeah. person. Yeah. So, so I feel like. Even if we don't think this is anything important, they're going to come back in 9.2 and be like, this is this is the reason we wrote the book. It was all a covert trickery to get this story in front of you. Because, like, obviously with Shadowlands, we are getting very universally based in space and shit, going to other planets, seeing other realms. So it would be interesting if that was the case. And I've actually seen people refer to the White Lady, because the White Lady obviously exists in Warcraft lore, mostly classic lore as possibly being a loon to begin with. From what I know, I believe the white lady is supposed to be a loon and the blue the blue baby is supposed to be the winter queen. The blue baby. Cuz they're they're related like that even though they claim they're sisters, but other people might be like, "Oh, that's their kid." Well, I th- what did, what did we think that 
it meant like uh did we we we've talked about this on the podcast before right about uh the winter queen's like my sister comment we we determined basically that she meant a loon right but i guess it could also be interpreted as anr i think it is a loon i think it was this, no not a loon i don't remember who we said it was it was decided like they said word for word who it was i don't remember what it was though also the night elves refer to the white lady as a loon so that is their that is their a loon so well, I think it actually may be more than we think. I think it's actually like an actual thing. Yeah, this this struck me as a distinctly night elf story, if only because I feel like they're the only culture that gives names to the moons. Other than, I guess, the Torin say, like, one of those is our goddess's eye. But this, even though she didn't say distinctly, like, I looked at purple people. This is a a night elf folklore this is interesting. I'm just on the wall wiki page for a loon. A loon never engages in combat of any kind, nor does she allow it to occur in her presence. Though she never physically manifests in the world of mortals, when she involves herself in a violent situation, she arrives invisibly and undetected, using her song of peace to calm the combatants until sunrise. Bitch, why are you making night warriors then? What are you doing? She's like, listen, I just intended for them to use this power to tell fun stories, maybe host like some banging concerts. It's it's real mob boss shit. She's like, hey, look at the cameras. I was never there. I never did any damage in my presence. Sure, I made some night warriors and they fucked some stuff up, but I was gone. I wasn't there during that. You can't throw me in jail. You don't know the people I've killed. <laughs> So is the blue child the Winter Queen? Bum, 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 because they're blue. Where did she go? She went to Death World. <laughs> she died. She said she went to Realms. Maybe she went to the Shadowlands and became... Remember, she and she said, Mushroom Daddy said that she just came into existence one day, that she just appeared. She doesn't necessarily have to be dead. We're there. We disappeared, but we're not dead. On the inside, maybe, but yeah, not on the outside. Also, like, uh, this story is referring to, like, uh, I guess, like, the parallels we're drawing, a loon and the Winter Queen to being mother and daughter instead of sisters. So I don't know if that means anything. Well, was it a loon that was her sister? I don't think that's right. I don't think that's... So I think that this is coming to us from Night Elf lore where they assume they're children. I just think we're dumb. I think that is a mix-up just coming from... Some storyteller not understanding celestial relations. My sister is a loon. My sister, after all this time, she did not abandon me. The barest hint of her smile graces the Winter Queen's face before it is gone. Attend me, play her name. Take my sister's tear and come to the heart of the forest. Bum, bum, bum. So that, yeah. that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was the tear of a loon, so... It, it could have been the tear of Musha. <laughs> Anyways, that was a story... Here's another story, whatever Growl's got for us. Greetings, listening audience. Growlina here, bringing you a brief bit of levity here on episode one. Three, zero. I'm here with Titrum, and my request for him is simple. Ty, give me a micro-holiday. 
one in the game, or just anyone? Just spin a new one, right off the dome. Give me the mini holiday you've always wanted. Well, I wouldn't say this is the original or anything, but if we get Wow Christmas, then why not Wow Hanukkah? Hmm, interesting. What would we do during this digital day of the chosen people? Well, obviously we get a little gift each day you log in for a week, and you can get little dreidel toys or some sort of fantasy gelt, though I guess you could just use actual gold and silver, lol. I see. I'm following you so far. Anything else that we would do? Well, if it's anything like how it was for me growing up, a big part of the process would just be sitting in the living room with your parents and making a lot of bread. I mean, hey, any event that ends with me eating carbs on the couch and gambling sounds neat to me. Thanks, Ty, and thanks to all of you for listening. Back to the show! Boy, that was a great little segment that was not a cover for me to go pee. It was. He literally went pee during the break. I did. I often do. That's the that's the the thing that happens when you drink a lot of liquids on this show. Are you guys proud of me? I haven't mentioned that I had to go take a shit at the end of the podcast in a while. It's been like five episodes, I think. Maybe six. Well, and now you're mentioning it in the middle of the podcast. Not at the end, but I do have to take a shit, so I will be doing that after the podcast ends. It's <laughs> we rumbling. have T-minus 20-some minutes until doo-doo emergency. <laughs> Speaking of doo-doo emergencies, we didn't mention this earlier, but like the release date of 9.1, it will be June 29th, and we have like information about when the raid is going to be out too. Normal and Heroic are going to be starting on July 6th. You have one whole week to enjoy shit before it's back to raiding. I'm I'm excited to go back raiding, though. I miss it. We've barely been off. In all honesty, me and you have been off raiding for literally what? Like, has it even been a month yet? And it's been like three weeks, if even three weeks. It has been one. In the previous episode, you, you said that that was when you stopped. I miss it, okay? I pugged it on my own randomly this last week. Has it really only been a week? That can't be right, can it? It feels like a, a lifetime, honestly. Is it really only a week? Well, I think technically, like, two weeks because of the way that our recording fell and, like, when it was released type deal. So, uh. That's crazy. It feels like it's been a very long time. Yeah, we're actually, the officer chat's blowing up. They're trying to figure out what to do about who's coming back. Um, is everyone coming back i don't know um i was lynn says who's already lead that he has a list of people who he knows are not going to be able to make it back due to family stuff or just not doing it and he says that he's pretty sure that he's missing people off this list so it sounds like a pretty hefty list of people so basically the debate is like if we'll still be two groups or if we'll be small enough to be like one big 30 man group which i I could see happening too i hope we're small i want gronk and all those hardcore boys to drag me to greatness (laughs) please make it one team you you will be forced to bring me along (laughs) one great team one raid team. And I think Myth said it right. Myth said, I bet you we're going to have like 32 people. We're going to just barely be over. 
and then have two 16-people teams. I mean, my raid frames appreciate that, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the two raid teams, so fingers crossed that people just don't show up. Keep, keep playing Final Fantasy, kids. Stay out of here. Okay, well, we should do our other book club store that we got, which it wasn't really a mythos. It was just like some some lady's life. Yeah, so we're talking about Stone, Moss, and Tears, which is a night elf story. Fun it's, facts. Yeah, as you fun said, fact, it's not really like a mythos. Written by Molly Knox Ostertag, which uh, Cubbybub lets me know is the wife of the She-Ra lady. So this is LGBT royalty. Who's the She-Ra lady? Uh, She-Ra, like the Netflix show. It's oh. the, it's the, the, the beacon in the night for a lot of young LGBT. You mean She-Ra! You gotta, you gotta say it with heart. I don't know if she ever does. I watched that show. It was aight. Well, anyways, I feel like we inadvertently chose, like, now this is two weeks in a row that we have, like, an LGBT-themed story that was thrown at us in this book so happy pride bitches yeah you know you got us the three gays all three of us aaron aaron is straight for the public who weren't aware previously as of this podcast recording no they they don't get to know (laughs) i refer to my my lady fiance but that's okay if it gets us the clout we'll be the three musketeers And there it is, the reason to cancel us in the middle of Pride Month. <laughs> Corporations, El- Aaron, Big Aaron, selling out to the gays. <laughs> He's been hiding it the whole time, even though he never said anything to the contrary. His father says, I knew it was those damn water bottles. It was that fucking Aquafina. Turned him into <laughs> a little fruit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so good. But yeah, we got a trans night out story. And again... Maybe I need to look at the book again to see what it says the stories are. Are they just stories? Or is it, I thought there were tales passed down from people to people. This is well, just like... Fo- fo- just going based on the cover, folk and fairy tales, uh, this doesn't really There's strike me as either. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a folk story. But it wouldn't even be a story to tell. Like, there's not really a lesson to teach other than be, like, there, be confident There is, though. There's there's a few lessons that I took from it. It's as you said, be confident, and it's overall a story about your own chosen family. I think. Yeah. You don't you don't gotta choose you choose the family not because you came out of their vaginas. That's that's the moral. And also, it might be a commentary about like the expectations of night elves to be certain classes or like you know because like you know how like historically druids were male and priests and sentinels or female. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so this is the story. The main character. Fuck. Oh, names. Kida. K e d a. Kida. 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 Yeah. So Kida is a female night elf, and she is described as a sentinel. And like they just casually throw it in there that she, what is a trans icon. Very, she, like, very quickly. Yeah, so like she basically has been visiting this alchemist who lives out in the bogs in the middle of nowhere. So like the story itself is centered in Nordrasil, right? Uh, I think so. Yes, maybe he, they refer he's, to Nordrasil. Yeah, I at think least. he lives it. He lives like beneath Mount Hygel, I'm pretty sure. 
Okay, um, so anyway, she occasionally just travels to him for, like, life advice and potions of various kinds for various reasons. Also, she's only paying, like, silver for these potions? Like, my dude, jack your prices up. Maybe this truly is an old story if she's paying in silver and not gold. <laughs> yeah, this, this the re- that's the main reason. I think you're onto something here. That that establishes it as old folklore because this this is obviously at least in classic days if, like, those prices, you know... Not in my salad. Shut up. <laughs> William Seed. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just this girl, and she's, like, got a crush on this dude, and she's, like, trying to do all these feats for him to impress him. But he don't care about no feats. He doesn't want anything to do with that stuff. He does not have a feats fetish. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, my friend, uh, I'll put his name in here, uh, Elrian Fogsong. I That's need, the name of the alchemist. Yes, yeah. I need a magic potion to get my boy's attention. And he's like, okay, go get me rocks and stuff. And then she does, and he makes her a cool potion. But it's important he makes it out of the most mundane elements, because greatness comes from the mundane. Can we talk about how one of the mundane things was literally the tear from one of the cats that they ride? That's fucked up. That's sad. That's not mundane. That's horrible. So as far as I was reading it, she didn't like hurt it or anything to make it cry. Well, it no, hurt it's, itself. It's cr- yeah, it's it, had cry- a, it had a dead owner and it was crying and she was like, yeah. ooh, big boy, let me give me one of those tears. Just the idea that these emotionally damaged cats are left alone in the stables to cry about. Somebody go pet the cat. Bring it inside. Why are you leaving it out there? This is like the the vendor in um, Teldrassil that just has all these savers for some reason. I only have the sad ones. Here you go. But yeah, so she was mad crushing on, I guess, their clan's lore master. I guess he just like records all of the stories of of like notable things so she had just been like killing various dangerous things in order to get his attention so that she could talk to him so that she, he could write down her tales aaron as a fellow lore master you better be writing down my fucking feats and tales and shit girl you ain't gonna be kissing me i ain't writing <laughs> down shit unless i'm getting some booty at the end <laughs> i got a sad kitty with your name on it yeah so then um she basically goes back to her alchemist uh life counselor and he's like just give her like a gift or i mean give him like a gift or something like he always offers you tea here give him this tea some tea girl and then she does and he's like wow that's neat and then they actually hang out and she smooches him and he smooches her and it's like (laughs) why didn't you ever have the confidence to do this before and she's like i drank eldrian's magic soup and he goes, you stupid bitch. This is just <laughs> water. The magic was inside you, you dumb fool. One of my favorite lines was like, um, when he when she like first basically like asked him out, she's like, he was like, oh, why did it take you so long to start courting me? <laughs> like the audacity to say that. <laughs> what were you waiting I, you for? don't understand. I'm svelte. I'm ripped. What took you so long to finally get on the me train? There, there's also a line in the book that was really interesting to me. I'm fairly certain that, like, they were describing... So, like, it was a point when, like, um, she was watching 
uh, the alchemist make craft the potion. And I'm pretty sure they just described her staring there watching, bouncing up and down, doing the like night elf, female night elf, like idle animation. The, the, like the booby wiggle. <laughs> yeah, like I'm fairly certain that's what that description was. That's what I'm, I took it as as well, was like the little bouncy bounce, which is good. That's funny. I like that. But in the end, they go and they visit Eldrian, and they're like, hey, you live in the bog underneath Nordrasil. You should come live on top of Nordrasil like us. And he goes, my wife died. And he goes, okay, well, hang with us instead. And he goes, thank you. And they hug for an illustration. Well, okay, so basically before they went to go all meet to... the main character's love interest. I'm real bad with names in this one. Sorry, guys. But um, he also revealed that he was basically an orphan, and so was she. So it was basically a thing where, like, she told the alchemist, like, you've basically been a father figure for me already anyways, so, like, we could all just live together. <laughs> Let's make a new fam. You know, it does suck for her family, though, because Bloomblade is a really great, great night elf name. I've never heard that as, like, a last name for a cooler last name for a night elf before bloom blade yeah and there there's this little sad like paragraph too about how like she acknowledged that she was the end of her like family's bloodline of druidism basically i'm like oh yeah i basically jokingly said that about myself too but you've ended your family's bloodline of druidism no how could you do this poor oh, no, joel just, just... He, his nature <laughs> magics are just being ignored <laughs> I just meant in general being the end of my family's bloodline. Sandra said, couldn't you at least, like, move a tree or something? Come on <laughs> and try. Cast a regrowth or something, kid. No, I won't be doing that. Yeah, and that's literally the story. It's literally just, like, a feel-good, like, trans story about somebody being accepted, a people who they chose to be accepted by. So I guess really just the folk, the folk part of the description of the book. <laughs> Not really the fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good story. I just am a little confused about, like, why it's included in this collection. Uh, maybe they, I don't know. And I'm biased, but we have a lot. We have literally Richard Knack's entire career, and Cubbybub said this. I have to credit her for it. Richard Knack's entire career is night elf fan fiction and folk tales. We couldn't have squeezed someone else in there. If if that story was Worgen instead of night elf, Aaron would have loved the story. If they just switch the races, uh, I no, I I mean I would have because representation, <laughs> but I I don't know. It just it just felt like a weak story to me. But also I I don't know. It just it it wasn't it was not my favorite that I have read. Aaron, local night elf hater. The minute he heard the t- the tangly green moss hair, he was like, "Give me the fuck out of this! I want manes that you can scratch." I I saw the vines on the F that was the first word in fondness, and I said, oh, get me out of this one. <laughs> At least it's only like okay. 10 pages long. I also said that because I could not figure out where the F was. I was like, aunt, obviously the word is fond, because the first letter was a big fan. So I'm like, where the fuck's the F at? And I'm like, oh, it, the whole big-ass thing is the F? So that Why? Is, <laughs> I, I do enjoy this book enough. I enjoy what it is. But that is two big things in the structure of it. When they started off with the big letter, sometimes it's hard to tell what it actually is. And then also, they'll have quotes from, like, later and earlier in the story that'll just be in the middle of paragraphs. And it took me a story or so to realize, like, these mean nothing. Why are these here? 
it's just the part of the format of it. They're going strictly for that kind of like fairy tale feel. I'm like, I agree. Like, I just, I like at this point, I'm just skipping the big bold like quotes because like I'm like I, I already have or will be reading this shortly, and it does not make sense to just read it as it is here. I, so. And Cubby Bob and I were talking about it. I, not only is this a book where like in lore it's supposed to be tailored towards children. I think this is actually a children's book in that, like, yeah, like, when a kid is reading it, they can see, like, oh, here's, like, the important thing to remember right here. I agree with all these points, but it sounds like we hate this book now. We don't. We love this book. No, no, we love this book. (laughs) The stories are good, other than I feel like they could have squeezed some more races in there. I don't know why we get two Night Elf ones back to back. But... One. uh, Blue Lady, I... That's distinctly them. Not But... But... (laughs) Uh, it's just the structure of it. My 27, nearly 30-year-old self, I'm like, oh, could use some work. We can have critiques about things we like, okay? You all aren't perfect out there. I tried to read the Final Fantasy XIV uh, Folk and Fairy Tales book. It was like 700 pages, and <laughs> I didn't I didn't get it. We just sat in I... the same, like, techno-medieval town for the entire time. I really like the one short story about like how the origin of giant flying Butterfinger bars came about, though. There is a very interesting tale about that. I think that one's passed down from bunny folk to bunny folk. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, let's do sexiest. We got we got a fucking sexiest NPC of the week and it's user submitted, baby. Dare I say, dare I say, this is the sexiest NPC we've ever had. And I am saying that with 100% certainty. I am physically attracted to every single person we put down. Every single one of them, especially WoW Token. Mm, stick it in me right now. See that money, honey. <laughs> like, like uh, stick it in me like I'm an old arcade machine. Mm, jiggle me around and try and get a free soda. <laughs> also, we're not crowning the WoW token NPC again. We got to do one, and it's Corthian Gromit. It's a Adorno submitted it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a it looks, it looks like a little puppet. Yeah. So this is a, a little boy that we're going to be. Oh, I'm, Okay. This is a little guy. This is a little guy that we're going to be meeting in the 9.1 patch on Corthia. And how would you guys? How would you boys describe this exactly? Okay, Kermit the Frog, his top half, and you give him some little frog. He's already a frog. You give him some like T Rex arms, and you give him some like what are those feet? It's like little little, little dinosaur feet. Dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's got he got six beautiful Rick and Morty looking flanges coming off the side of his head. But you know what? Even though I, I said Rick and Morty, it doesn't distract from his beautifulness. His eyes are also like glowing the same color as like his hair thingies. And he has this like really sick goatee as well. I guess we can read you this blurb about it. So you know a little more about it. These docile creatures gracefully hop through the ruins of Corthia, avoiding predators as they forage for food. When threatened, <laughs> when threatened, they lash out with whip-like tongues. Oh, can you imagine that whip-like tongue wrapped around named sexual orifice? All I know is that in approximately two weeks' time, I will be foraging for some food, and by that I mean I will be finding myself a cute little Corthian grommet, baby. I'll be honest, you're going to catch me fucking one out there in Corthia the minute I can get up those chains. <laughs>
I, it'll, it will be a little bit of a struggle to make it over those chains, but I know it'll be worth it because on the other side of those <laughs> chains will be a very sexy Corthian grommet waiting for me, baby. I'm actually really excited to see these things for the first time now. It's going to be so funny when we get over there. I'm like, well, here we it's go. Gonna, Unzip. It's going to be unfortunate because these aren't even like NPCs. I guess they are NPCs, but like they're like vermin. We're going to run one over and be like, oh, no. Also, where, where did this coming. come from? Like, where did this image come from? Like, is there like a wild blurb out right now about like creatures in Corthia? Because this seems official to me. This image I'm Adorno, at. what information do you have that we don't have? Oh my god. Does our friend Adorno work for Blizzard? Oh my god. If you switch around the words in Adorno, it spells Denuser. It's Steven Denuser. <laughs> I knew it. Tom Riddle. Congrats, Corthian Cromit. You are the sexiest NPC of the week. <laughs> you can lap up this award with your whip-like tongue when we come visit you in a few weeks, baby. And kill you. Hey. You better hope you're a yellow mob. If you're red, you're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> if it's red, it's dead, baby. This is going to avoid predators, so it, it, it'll be fine. It'll stay out of our way. Because it knows that, Oh, I almost said that. Never mind. I won't say it. Can I tame it as a hunter, you think? Oh, I'm You're going to say probably. because it knows we're predators? <laughs> yeah, and they almost added sex hey, in front I, of it. I, and I was I like, wait a minute. I beat that rap. I beat that rap. God. They can't prove that. <laughs> God, we're really giving, giving the people these opportunities to cancel us. Listen, if, if they wanted to rearrange our words, they could already have done that by now. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff out there. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess we have time to do a top two, bottom boot, medium boot. I think so. Okay, I'm gonna go first because mine's the most important. I gotta top two this week. Oh, boy. top two this week, you said? <laughs> this is not gonna be good audio. There's no way. I feel like. <laughs> so we've been watching is. Dragon Ball from the beginning, and I just felt like I was poir there. My favorite thing about Poir is that, like, it takes me literally, like, 1.5 seconds to process what she said before I can understand what she said. It's so difficult. I'm yeah, and then I'm behind. We should get some panties. <laughs> ah. Anyway, my top two this week is that I got Keystone Master. It's done. I finished it. Woo, I can't woo, believe woo, it. Woo, woo, woo. Congratulations. Your Keystone Master. It was pretty good. The other side, we crushed it. And, oh, my God, I forgot. I forgot the story of how I got it. So the night before, I was trying to get into groups as a feral druid, and nobody lets me into their groups because they're like, we only want boomkins in here. And I'm like, why? Look at my fucking DPS. Look at my... I'm 226. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can see my radio IO. I'm fucking stacked. And so I almost got into a group, and the other druid said, uh, you're feral? I'm feral. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I, I got. We got two pharaohs in this group. But no. Yeah, he said, oh, no, I'm not taking two ferals. So he just wanted to stop and tell me that, oh, hey, I, I'm a feral too, but I'm not going to fucking wait, let you in, kid. Wait, he was he was gatekeeping you as a feral? Yeah, feral and feral crime here. Yeah, that's so, fucked up. That's how the majority keeps us held down. It was stupid. And then I said, oh, are you afraid of a little competition? And I think he blocked me. <laughs> probably was. Well, I probably would have beat him. I got a pretty good build that no one else uses. Anyway, and so then I was like, fuck this, this sucks. So then the next day, I saw in the, the other side key searches, somebody said, streaming 15 keys 
you don't have to be a subscriber, but it may help. And I was like, okay. So I applied. I obviously went to his Twitch stream. And I see him scrolling through the list of people. It's like a hundred people applying for this. And I'm like, I'm never going to get in this thing. But he only had five viewers. And his description said, if you put GD in your uh, description for your application into the group, I'll let you in to show that you're truly a fan of mine. So you tricked this man. So I put GD in my notes and I watched him scroll to my name, looked at me and he went and he invited me. And I got into this group, and this group had a second feral druid in it. I'd never have ever leveled or done a mythic key with another feral druid, so this was crazy, especially after being rejected the previous night. Yeah, so first off, I will say that the three DPS were U2 ferals and a boomkin. Also, at the end of it, you're like, wow, this is the first time I've ever been in any instance ever where at the end of it, I can go to details and do compare because it's like by spec. Yeah, I, I can see like he does and what I did. What I did was better because I beat him. I almost beat the Boomkin. It wasn't a competition, but I was making it one. And I like that was the key that I got Keystone Master on was like my trial and error, get beat down and climb back up and beat another Pharaoh on my way there. Love to see it. Cool mount. My superior part is so how the bottom looks like an ingrown hair. Uh, especially when you're flying. I think it looks kind of bad, honestly. Every mount has its flaws. Just like every cowboy. Things are sad, sad. Can we get Big John in here to go get rid of the ugly ones? <laughs> that was my favorite part of Rock of Love, is when he got his big bodyguard to go get rid of the ugly ones. Listen, sometimes you gotta shake the uggos out the door. What about you, Aaron? What's your top two? Bottom boot, medium boot. Well, I have a top toot myself this week. Aaron has a top toot this week as well. So Cubbybub went home to her her home state to go do a baby shower. Not for us, for her sister-in-law. And while she was there, she met up with her cousins and her cousin's I'm worried what happened father I guess cousin I, bubs I, I don't know if I don't know what his official thing would be but it's her her older cousin's husband and his children the husband was like oh tell her what video game we've been playing and these little the six and nine year old are like we've been playing Warcraft and she was like what and they were like we play free Till we get to 20 and then we make more. <gasps> so this new generation of literal children, six and nine years old, are out there playing World of Warcraft. And she just sat down and talked with them about like their level 20 night elf hunter and their the other one's a warrior. But she she did not know the races and <laughs> Uh, Cubbybub was, like, trying to get it out of her. It's like, so it's a girl? Yeah. What does she look like? Tall. <laughs> and she couldn't, she couldn't get it out of her, but we met... She's playing, like, Guess Who, but, like, with yeah, the yeah. War, Warcraft races. She was like, is it purple? No. So, but we... Or not me, but... I, I mean, I do know these girls, because I've met them before. We know the next generation of Warcraft players. 
Wow, it's like Degrassi Next Generation, but like, uh, wow, Next Gen. I really hope no one gets shot and put in a wheelchair while also being pregnant. <sighs> I hope that, no, I don't hope that happens. That'd be mean. That would be rude. I hope they're not stuck in a Degrassi plot. They're so convoluted. I don't know what they high really school, are, I don't know what high school for it. was like for the Degrassi writers, but I'm very afraid for them. No, I love that shit, though. Uh, please check your uh, Facebook to look at the Final Fantasy email I just got with the Butterfinger mount. <laughs> Here it is. Here's what it looks like. You know what? I thought that was... I thought it was going to be a Butterfinger. It does appear to be a little, like, Korok from Legend of Zelda, but made out of chocolate. I would assume Butterfinger chocolate with a little bow. And we see oh, we see a cat... It's like a Chocobo, but, like, Choco-bo. Okay. We see a girl who... And people may need to b- bust out their Google for this one, but a Hillary Duff's character in 2012's Food Fight—it <laughs> looks exactly like her, complete with short shorts, a pink sweatshirt, and literal Uggs. Guys, we're playing the wrong game. So you're telling me I can wear literal Uggs in this game? I didn't know they had Uggs. No one told me they had Uggs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, hey, uh, hive mind of Final Fantasy players, add it to your list of recruitment, like documents to tell me that i can wear uggs in game i would be way more receptive they have crocs it's all over i'm in but quick we we need to talk about warcraft more before i'm permanently swayed by final fantasy 14 subpar footwear immune (gasps) what is your tt bbmm i'm gonna take the easy out here and say that my overall top toot this week is the fact that as of earlier today, we got an announcement finally on 9.1 release date, which is hilarious because literally last week we were goofing around about how like we literally never would ever get an announcement time. Here we are, one week later. <laughs> it's been one week since we made that joke. We're really singing today. Look at us. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited for new story. I'm excited for new raid. I'm excited... Just in general, I feel like it's always just a, a bunch of excitement once a new patch comes out. People come back. You know, you never know what's going to happen in a new patch. You know, it's like the first day of school. You know, you gotta put on your best clothes. Uh, that's really it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else you do for the first day of school. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've been to a first day of school. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's just overall my top two. Just excitement, and I felt like I was, I personally was just getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to like figure out what kind of things I want to do to fill this time until this next patch comes out. I mean, I had a plan. It was going to be fine. I was going to continue playing, but, like, it's just nice to know that we're having, like, fresh content sooner rather than later because I was fully thinking it was going to be at least another month and a half or so. I was, like, going to get all my alts to 60, and I, you know, I almost made it there. But with that, we are about done here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, you can send it to us at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod. Leave us a review on Warcraft Radio or iTunes and follow us on Spotify. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account at do not relent. You can follow me on Twitch at Immunization DNR, where I hopefully stream Monday nights, Friday nights, and Sunday afternoons. And also feel free to just send us um, 
suggestions for sexiest NPC like our our BFF Adorno did. Heck yeah, brother! Uh, you can find me, Aaron the Human, at thebigacheesy on twitter.com. You can follow our literary musings at do not relent livejournal.com. I wrote a scathing review about how the Naru are xenophobic. How dare you talk about my Nehru that way? Xeno is a great TV show. You leave her alone. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. Supersonic girl. And you can find me on twitch.com at Aaron DNR. Bye, bye, bye. So singy. I don't want to wait for this podcast to be over. Wait, wait, wait. Do this part. I don't want to wait. I can't do any higher. I don't want to wait for this podcast to be over. Wait, can I stop you in the podcast now? Oh, are you saying that Dr. Jiro's Mean Bean Machine's making a comeback? Round two, baby. Years later. Let's do it. And it's me. Wong. Okay, we're actually... I don't know what we're doing here, but it's fun. And remember... Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Broadmoor's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. Automatic, supersonic, man, we're having a flamin' and a wow, wow, wow. Cetus and Penis!